Welcome to the Life of a Global Desi, the podcast that connects like-minded desis all over the globe by conforming to stereotypes and breaking them. Join us both on a journey as we uncover what it means to be a global desi. Keep listening. On to our episode now. Hey everyone, in today's episode, we want to talk about some enduring childhood lessons that we learned growing up as Indian army brats. We alluded to some of these in our previous episodes, particularly about the sense of identity and growing up middle class in India. And even our guests have spoken about this in terms of being Indian army brats. But we wanted to provide more context and color to why an army childhood can be different from growing up as a non-army child. Yeah, and as global desis, we often find ourselves adapting to new cultures and environments as we travel or seek professional and personal growth. So we just thought uh, sharing our childhood experiences as armed forces kids or army brats would kind of help us uh, think about being global desis in the same vein. When we say Indian Army brat, we want to explain the term brat, B-R-A-T, unlike the typical meaning of it being someone who throws a tantrum or someone who's um, unbearable. Brat actually stands for British Regiment Attached Traveler. And it was often assigned to families who were able to travel abroad with a soldier or an officer. And eventually it just came to be referred to as a term for military children. But obviously the term stuck and was adopted in many militaries across the world, including the Indian Army and the United States Army. Yes, and our dad was in the Corps of EME with the Indian Army. Um, So that's how we become army brats. And this is also applicable for children um, of other defense forces, right? So they could be called Navy brats or Air Force brats. Why is growing up an Indian army brat different? The reality of an army life is that you are moving places and schools almost every two years. This is also true for someone whose parents are in transferable jobs with banks or government agencies in India, like the Indian Foreign Services, Indian Administrative Services, um, but definitely true for someone who's in the Indian Army. So when you're moving every two years, you're adapting to a totally new environment. And as a young kid, this can be really tough, right? As a three or four year old child, when you realize that, oh, I need to be picking up everything that I knew of my world, including my friends, my school, my home, uh, to a totally new place and make that your home now, it's uh, extremely hard. But it also makes you emotionally tough and you don't really have any other choice. You, When you move to a new place, you don't have the luxury of time to make new friends. So you can't really pick and choose who you're friends with. You just become friends with anyone in school, uh, all the kids who are in similar positions as you, honestly, because their parents are also coming from some other place. 
And you're often pushed out of your comfort zone. You learn very early on that change is the only constant and uh, nothing is permanent and you can't take anything for granted. Yes. And you pretty much pack your whole home and move with it in like, uh, and your whole house is packed in 30 to 40 steel and wooden boxes that you just carry with yourself. So this whole idea of a mobile home like comes to us from pretty early on. And the experience is very different from someone who has, say, lived at the same place all their life, right? Who Mm -hmm. have this really strong sense of belonging attached to a place and a house and so on. Uh, But I think what we learn from this experience that still applies to our life as we travel as global desis is... um, this idea of belonging, right? And like for us as kids, our parents gave us that strong sense of belonging. But as we grow uh, and as adults, when we move around, um, for me at least, a quick way to find that sense of belonging is often through the things that I take with me, uh, like it was with the, you know, the boxes that we traveled with. We had toy boxes, books and everything else. Every time I move to a new place, I always carry things that are um, that remind me of uh, home, uh, be it like pictures. I have I often have a picture wall that has pictures of all the people I love on one mm-hmm. at one place. Uh, books that I carry with me. Um, then also these lights. So I have these rice lights that uh, are from my childhood room, and like wherever I go and every place I set up my room, they're always there in my every new home. So creating a sense of belonging every time I move to a new place is something as a global they see that helps me a lot and finding community right like making new friends uh, finding local people as community in this day of technology where we are so connected uh, over whatsapp calls that we can connect with all our friends back home like it's also so important to make new friends locally in the new place that you are at so I think just making new friends is a skill set that, you know, the army life taught me that still serves me well. Yeah, that's definitely both of us um, in terms of finding that community and building it no matter where in the world you are, right? Another theme growing up as Indian army brats is that you're often very close to nature, living in the remotest of areas in India. Misamari, Dharangdhara, Pathankot, Imphal, Partapur, Dimapur. Not sure if any of these words mean anything to you, but for Aarti and me, these are some of the more enduring, most enduring childhood memories. These are places we've made homes at, we've lived at for more than two years, uh, almost, you know, one or two years. So often these places only have an army base or an aviation base with, with a few locals here and there of that area. Uh, unlike a big metropolitan city where you have a much more civilized, um, much more um, drawn out economies and big civilizations that you can think of. It is absolutely true that these remote places are very self-sustained with army-run schools, hospitals, canteens, open-air open theater, often just one open-air movie theater umpteen sports complexes um, and a colony for obviously all the army personnel uh, that live in that camp. Um, But one enduring experience was that of being in the lap of nature. Because these areas are very remote, your geography lessons are being lived out each day by you. 
be it deserts and sand dunes in Rajasthan, mountains in Siachen, rainforests in Cherrapunji, salt pans in Kutch, or arid regions of um, other parts of India, we've lived in all of these places and these become home and you're very, very close to nature as an army kid growing up. Yeah, and uh, just things like having touch-me-not plants in your backyard or you know, surrounded, being surrounded by fireflies, biking in the woods endlessly, uh, snails, snakes, all the green that you are surrounded by. It was definitely a beautiful childhood. Um, I remember distinctly one of my fondest memories is cycling on the runway in Patiala right next to mustard fields. So Sarsoke <laughs> Khet. It was so idyllic and it was such a gorgeous uh, memory that I keep going back to. Um, then camping in the some sand dunes in Rajasthan or getting uh, to see tanks on a daily basis because that's where, you know, that's where dad worked. Tanks so. and choppers. <laughs> but yeah. Tanks and choppers, yeah. Um, but... Like, so the way these lessons have translated for me as a global desi are just um, holding on to nature, right? Like finding nature around me is very important no matter where I am and every new place I move to as an adult. And I think nature is something that no matter which part of the world you go to, can give you the same sense that you feel when you are in nature. So um, I think it's an important piece of uh, being a global desi, just finding local national parks to visit or going on long hikes um, uh, in and around the city that I'm living in. Um, and then exploring just a new environment, be it like the parks in the neighborhood or just like finding my footing in the geography that I'm in, right? Another enduring theme as an Indian army brat or army brat is you grow up with a strong acceptance and tolerance for varied social and cultural nuances and you accept diversity um, very early on. This whole concept of being able to live in a place for more than a year or two, becoming part of the local culture, soaking in the culture more than just um, visiting that place. You, you truly become a traveler and assimilate into the themes, the places, the people, the ideologies. So to give an example, we lived in Agra for two years. So we've lived very close to the Taj Mahal for two years. And for us, Agra is not just a place that has the Taj Mahal, but there, Agra is a place where we both spent a majority of our childhood at. My first school was in Agra, so there's a lot of memories associated with it. But this idea of living in a place for two years really exposes you to new cultures. You're often uh, learning from different people, different ideologies. You're adapting to new situations, people. You're learning to be tough through any given challenge, right? And you're exposed to very progressive ideas about life and people. Yes, and also exposed to people of many different cultures because our schools were so diverse, the army schools that we lived in, uh, then had, you know, you have a multicultural upbringing, you celebrate all festivals that are there, uh, no matter of which religion. So, because you have friends and from just about every religion, you celebrate Christmas, Holy and Eid with just as much uh, gusto and um and then, you know, just views and ideologies, you're just exposed to such a broader range. 
and even languages like in school when we were posted in patiala the second or third language after hindi and english was punjabi that we had to pick up and then after i reached a uh, sixth grade in uh, in second rabad it turned to sanskrit so just exposure to a broader range of languages like all shaped the way we think that way and how this has influenced you know my adult life is you know just the cute just carrying with me a sense of curiosity around culture and why do people do things the way they do in this new environment mm-hmm. or culture where is the where are the roots of um, some of the rituals that people people do locally or bringing that curiosity to just about every walk of life or be it food be it festivals and at the same time going in with a sense of respect uh being respectful of others uh, ideas views and embodying other people's culture as a sign of solidarity whether it be celebrating uh 4th of July in the USA because mm-hmm. hey fireworks and there is this environment of just celebrate people taking pride in their country uh at, or celebrating a religious festivals like la semana santa or dia de los muertos which is the day of the dead in uh, a lot of latin american culture and this could be like this could look differently for different global desis um across the world i'm sure a lot of you could relate this back to whichever countries you're in and the local festival like oktoberfest if you're like sitting in germany mm-hmm. right now and so on and so forth um so yeah that was super important um something to me that really stuck out um growing up in the indian army was just how hierarchical the indian army is right and how rigid it can be and how um the protocols pretty much determine everything you do um yeah it's a unique way of life i absolutely agree there is um it's called the army way of life for better or for worse you grow up at a very young age learning uh table manners just etiquette how you dress the shoes you wear you know the length of your hair especially for boys it has to be very cropped um your appearance you couldn't just wear walk in with shorts and slippers anywhere um you know you needed to be pretty formally dressed at most places if you're not at home and this was just a way of life rules were pretty stringent and almost everyone had to follow them there were no exceptions and there was um i remember growing up a pretty big divide uh in terms of within the indian army between officers and other ranks in the army which again goes to speak just how hierarchical the organization is right um we talk a lot today in uh, in today's day and age about flat structures and um, organizations which need to cut down red tape or hierarchy but different organizations have different features and uh, it's just how an organization like a military or an army is run uh, so for better or for worse um was exposed at a very early age to how they can be socio economic divide uh, within the same organization and uh, it's obviously rigid in mm-hmm. many ways with very little upward mobility you know strict boundaries around levels of interactions or um a very stark socio economic class divide and one did grow up with different sets of privileges 
with limited access to some elite clubs or parties or gatherings or living spaces, even facilities, if you were an officer's child or an officer versus someone who wasn't, uh, was from the other ranks within the Indian Army. So that's definitely something for us to think about in terms of, you know, in the world that we live in today, outside of the Army, how relevant is that? And what are some advantages and disadvantages of some of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I agree completely there. I think that was one of my biggest um, challenges around being in the army, which was uh, just dealing with the idea of such a stark divide and seeing that in front of you day in and day out. And for me, for some reason, that never set in or like it was a very unsettling feeling for me, just seeing that with my own friends and seeing that um, like if it was seen outside of the army, I would call it injustice in some ways, because it is like unjust because of just the divide that it there is, the different uh, access to privilege that some people have and some people don't. So this lack of equality in some ways, right? Super interesting that uh, when I was younger, I wanted to join the in just the Indian armed forces, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be the army, the air force or any of them, that was like my biggest dream. Um, and then one of my friends asked me, um, you do realize that it's a very different thing to be an army kid versus being in the army. And uh, I think at that level, I lacked the maturity to understand what her statement meant. But um, now I completely see it. Um, even though I tried for the army many times and didn't make it, I in retrospect and hindsight feel like maybe I couldn't have adapted in that sense or maybe that is not the way th that would be me not living in line with my values and my core values so in some ways I'm glad uh, and uh, just being witness to the life of the army was uh, interesting now when I reflect on it dad used to <laughs> often say like in the army you paint anything that is stationary and salute anything that moves and that's pretty much the way with which it goes and you learn to just follow orders uh, you can't be a critical thinker where you can question orders and bring in suggestions and um, you know expect your suggestions to be taken into consideration because all you learn to say is yes sir yes sir three bags full and move on with it carrying out the orders um I think army can also tend to be like a bubble. It is diverse, but it is also like an echo chamber that promotes elitism. And I often uh, equate that army bubble to um, Ivy League college environments. Uh, they're very similar in just the kind of people you would meet in these places and the way they think. And you fall into this trap to take that to be how everyone thinks. But the reality is not everyone in this world thinks that way. And it is so important to get yourself out of that echo chamber and expose yourself to different worldviews. And for me, that happened when I went to college, which was like my first, first revelation that the world outside can be very different. Different, not necessarily being wrong, right? It doesn't need to mean that. It's just a different way of life and everyone is a product of their conditioning and their environment. Um, so breaking away from this exclusive group and then having a more inclusive mindset towards everything that I approach. And the way this, you know, translated to my understanding about the world 
outside of the army or like just even my adult life is um the cultures that organizations have and uh, being able to adapt to that uh, i think a good framework to think about this is this book called reinventing organizations by frederick uh, lalau but he often talks about human development in relational in relation to organizational behavior right where he says you know he he classifies organizations on a color spectrum of different colors and so this framework was super useful for me to think about um the army life and then also as an adult to find myself to see where what kind of an organization do i see myself working in and belonging in and i think this can be as global desis be applied broad, more blo- broadly to not just the kind of organizations you see yourself working in but also the kind of countries you see yourself working in the kind of environments you want to put yourself in for you to thrive personally uh, and feel like you belong uh, another theme that we think about often is exposure and access to facilities right so as our army brats we had the privilege of having access to just all kinds of sports and top of the line like equipment um around them which a lot of people might not have ready access to depending on the country you're in or like the kind of public systems you have but uh things like horse riding polo golf sailing squash basketball tennis badminton just swimming pools um uh, uh because like all army like men and soldiers need that to stay fit like we as attached uh, families also have access to that so so that really gave us a lot of exposure to different kinds of just hobbies that one can have i guess um but as civilians now you realize that these are more premium uh resources that not everyone can have access to you have to pay to get like a gym membership you have to you do not have free not all countries or not all uh, places have free public uh gyms or public sports facilities absolutely agree that was one thing i think as army kids we took for granted and being really self aware of any type of societal privilege that one is born into or gets access to be it the privilege of you know the class of society that you're born into the economic strata the kind of education that you had versus someone who didn't have that or the kind of upbringing it's very important to um you know not be in denial of it obviously accept that privilege but more importantly identify ways in which you can share this privilege and advantage with those who didn't have the same experience as you so as global desis we often um interact with so many types of cultures and meet numerous uh, types of people across different countries and different areas that that we work and live in um you know a quick example if you grew up learning a type of sport or or read a certain type of book or or read a, you know listen to type of music it isn't um, always the case that someone else you're interacting with might have done the exact same things right and so be able to share that knowledge practice with someone who didn't um really have that sort of privilege but be able to share that experience with someone is um is what i think as global desis we can do having shared all of these things about the indian army i will also say that the army life can be extremely hard your parents are often posted 
including you, of course, are posted in conflict or terrorist-prone regions in India, near the borders or any part of the country, uh, the world, I suppose. Um, loss of life is a real thing. I've witnessed um, a close friend's dad be killed in, a, in combat with uh, terrorists in the Northeast region. Life is... Um, is definitely ephemeral in that sense. Um, our father was also posted in Siachen in very harsh weather conditions. You're often away from family for long stretches at a time. You may not be seeing them for months, sometimes, if not years, if you're posted in the field area. And so that can be pretty hard um, growing up as, as an army kid. And, and you see all of these firsthand and, of course, with your families too. Yeah, and life is hard and every profession has its own challenges. And uh, saying that when the going gets tough, the tough gets going is something that we've heard over and over again uh, growing up as army brats. And I think that's a lesson that we take with us uh, even as adult global DCs. Um, recognizing challenges, but more importantly, being brave and courageous in the face of uh, face of it to try and overcome them is a lesson that I think we definitely carry with us um, through that. So another thing growing up as army brats is uh, this idea of patriotism, right? Like most people uh, would feel patriotic towards their country, uh, whether they are in the army or not. But we grow up with this added layer of uh, seeing your dad in the uniform, um, fighting for your country at the borders. So definitely grew up with a very strong sense of patriotism. Um, I still tear up every time I listen to national anthems and I get goosebumps um, to the national anthem on Republic Day or uh, Independence Day and I still get goosebumps. Uh, but something else that now I am thinking more critically about, especially as a global day sea traveler where I'm embracing other cultures and other countries, uh, you know, supporting other teams for FIFA and things like that, is this idea of forced nationalism, right? And I think we've gotten to see that a lot in uh, the past couple of years in India uh, with a lot of uh, right-wing Hindutva fanatism around just people promoting um, forced nationalism through mandating uh, as law having to stand up for the national anthem in movies or in movie halls. Now, I am super patriotic, but like I would question and I would argue to ask how different, like how does that make us as a democracy any different from a dictatorship like China or, or any other communist nation out there, right? So yeah, mixed feelings on that front, even as an Indian army brat. Those were some of the things we wanted to share about growing up Indian Army brats and also what what one took away from a childhood like that. Uh, the Indian Army is, over the past few years, been a more sought-after career option for a lot of people uh, because of the the various changes that have been made in terms of the lifestyle, the, the you know, kind of pay scales and all of it. And uh, we have a number of friends who have joined the Indian Army and are definitely uh, enjoying that um, so I guess the other thing we wanted to bring to light was uh, I think because of all the ways in which you're brought up and the skills that you pick up along the way army brats um, tend to 
um, be extroverts and are pretty prominent in the fields of uh, entertainment and beauty pageantry. So there's a number of names that come to mind. Of course, Priyanka Chopra, um, Aishwarya Rai, Sushmita Sen, Lara Datta, all these folks are army brats and uh, army kids. You also have movie stars like Anushka Sharma, Preeti Zinta, um, Simi Greval, obviously Bruce Willis, Reese Witherspoon, Bob Marley, apparently. Um, and, and of course, many people in the in the business world, including Sabir Bhatia, Vinod Khosla, and so on and so forth. So I guess there's definitely something in terms of um, the kind of personality that you develop uh, being an army child. Uh, for better or for worse. <laughs> Not to say that army, all army kids make it really big or like no civilian kid makes it that big. I guess it'll be interesting to see what how strong is the correlation there. Uh, other army kids, Indian army brats, foggy kids or not, please reach out with your comments and let us know if you if you have any questions or if, if you found anything confusing and we're happy to share that. And please write to us at Life of a Global Desi and on our social media. Stay curious and keep listening. Peace out. Hey Desis, if you enjoyed this episode, then please rate, review and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever else you're listening to podcasts. And drop us a note on lifeofaglobaldesi at gmail.com or our social media to keep up this awesome dialogue. Oh, and don't forget to give us a five-star rating. You're so cheap. Why are you asking them for five-star ratings? <laughs> well, I always ask for the rating I want, not the one I have. You know, like dress for the job you want, not the one you have. That's like the stupidest thing I've heard all day. Arthi, you're so judgmental. What? You need to stop being Listen, judgmental. <laughs> I just think you can't be so demanding. That's all. You ask for what you want. Bleh.